Lights, camera, action. Hello and welcome to another edition of Movie Madness in association with Spitball and Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Tom Kennett, Keenan Bonner and Sean Shute. Hopefully you've had a chance to check out the special episode we released with Jonathan Daniel Brown from Project X earlier this week. But today, the matchup we'll be discussing is 1994's Dumb and Dumber against 1996's Happy Gilmore. Another clash of Adam Sandler and Jim Carrey, which is 1-0 to Sandler currently, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, that's yep. my boy, that's Eli. My boy. One nil to the Sandman. It was inevitable those two were, would find each other against each other. Surely they were yeah. the two two biggest comedy stars of the nineties. Well, it's probably a good time we can say now that dropping next Wednesday. Speaking about that's my boy. We'll have an interview with uh, Tony Orlando on the channel, who we spoke to last night. Great guy. Yeah, a brother. Yeah, we've got. All of the stars that you've wanted to hear from for years <laughs> and people like Sandler have been selfishly robbing the limelight. <laughs> and we give our boy Tone a chance to shine. And boys, did he shine. Hey, look, you, no, well, I've no Sandler slander on here. Not after speaking <laughs> to Tone, he's confirmed. That's easy for you to say. He's a gem. Yeah, I did uh, didn't trip over that one. <laughs> Sandler slander. <laughs> All right, well, Dumb and Dumber we'll start with. So the synopsis. After a woman leaves a briefcase at the airport terminal, a dumb limo driver and his dumber friend set out on a hilarious cross-country road trip to Aspen to return it. I don't know if anyone can hear that. People are going mental outside my window. <laughs> nope, <Yeah>. didn't everyone. Sign <laughs> <laughs> of the times, anyway, so... Let me see. We got some bangers for this today. 1994 <laughs> and 1996 were two great years. Well, they were two interesting years. We've got some dark moments, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction hit cinemas. Friends debuted on US TV. Oh, it stumbling here. Got too excited speaking about Big Tone. <laughs> Oasis released Definitely Maybe and Blur released Park Life. Kurt Cobain committed suicide. There's our down point. Jeez. Uh, Shawshank Redemption was released. An estimated 350,000 show up at Woodstock in upstate New York. Celebrate 25 years since the original festival. And Green Day notoriously star an out-of-control mud fight with the crowd. <laughs> Lion King hit cinemas. Forrest Gump hit cinemas. Yahoo and Amazon were both founded. The PS1 was launched. The Sega Saturn was released, which... Apparently did horrendously. I've got good memories of the Sega Saturn. I don't know about any of you. No. Don't forget that one. No. Maybe it did do horrendously then. <laughs> I, had a die, I had a diehard game on there, so it says about how things went. And you c- couldn't kill the hostages, which obviously was hard to convince someone to do at that age. <laughs> Probably still would have been really young playing that. Jeez, <laughs> definitely, definitely wasn't suitable. <laughs> uh, PJ and Duncan got ready to rumble Excellent. and the channel tunnel opened jeez so there you go, big year, 1994 yeah. what happened so Dumb and Dumber 
Well, this wasn't anyone's first time seeing the movie, was it? No. Uh, I, I think it was for, my, for me. Christ, I dread to think what your thoughts could be. We've had some harsh critique from you in the last couple of weeks. What did you think of this? No, good. Good. Yes. It was a very enjoyable film. That's what we want to hear, Sean. <laughs> no negativity. Yeah. From, well, actually, we don't know what Sean thinks about Happy Gilmore yet, but no negativity to start us off. No, no. I mean, it's not a great one to vouch for. Previously, he said it's just not his sort of thing. It's not aimed at him. If this is aimed at him, it's probably not the best <laughs> one to, uh, to vouch for. <laughs> well, critics' reviews, as you can imagine, this one has got pretty positive throughout. There's obviously a couple that hate it, but that's going to be the case for almost all films, it seems. So, The plot, of course, is merely an excuse for an endless series of gags, and the percentage of them that score is fairly high. What are you doing here? Ruining that's, my mojo. That's gone right in my head, that. That was Keenan. I can see his uh, <laughs> box. But I don't know what I've done. You were thinking about Pineapple Express. It sounds like you're grinding the ganja. <laughs> that most certainly isn't the case. <laughs> From the puns to the slapstick to the toilet, Dumb and Dumber is performed at such a high level that it transcends many of his influences. The caviar of lowbrow gross-out comedy. Gross to the max, but very funny. This succeeds through energy, ingenuity, and against all odds, the charm of its dopey leads. And finally, <laughs> as I said, there is some negativity. An uneven collection of bodily function jokes, facial gyrations, sexual jibes, and pedestrian slapstick. So, Blimey. I guess like Sandler and Jim Carrey are both very similar in that if you don't like them, you definitely don't like them. You're really not going to like it, yeah. And true. this is like Jim Carrey at like an extreme level as well, isn't it? So if you don't like him, then you really aren't going to like this one. It's true. Yeah, I think in my <laughs> mind, I, uh, I I think I said in the chat, I think I underrated it a little bit looking back. I think I thought of it as a little bit, um, as a little bit stupid in parts, where it just borders on from being funny and stupid to just a bit plain stupid whereas in, in reality i just think they nailed it yeah well i've got some good trivia here so in no particular order when harry and lloyd are in the car and lloyd asks if harry wants to hear the most annoying sound in the world this wasn't originally in the script so if you go back you can see by the look on jeff daniel's face that he really has no clue what's about to come out of jim carrey's mouth <laughs> um <laughs> After scamming Seabass to pay for their bill, Lloyd says that he saw it on a movie. And the movie that he's speaking of is Something Wild from 1986. And the guy who pulls the scam in that movie is Jeff Daniels. So that's a little joke oh, right. in the film. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. Um, according to the Farrelly brothers, Jeff Daniels wasn't wanted for the film, but Jim Carrey wanted him in it. So they tried to pull a bit of a, a dirty play and they offered him 50000 for the role assuming what well, they said that this was to ensure that he would decline it and he then accepted it without any hesitation <laughs> so he didn't even attempt to negotiate despite insistence from his agent that this film would kill his career <laughs> and then by the end of 94 it's his most successful film jim carrey chipped his tooth years earlier and just had the cap removed for this film so it's not a fake tooth he's wearing in fact it's more genuine <laughs> than when he oh, is wow. playing a character normally Jim Carrey was offered 700000 to appear in the film, which does make Jeff Daniels 50000 <laughs> But 
the offer went in the same week that Ace Ventura Pet Detective opened at number one in the US box office. So uh, they went to do a renegotiation. And by the end of it, his salary upped itself to seven million, almost half the film's budget. Jesus Christ. I had him down as a, like, poor, I don't do it for the money kind of thing. And then you look. <laughs> Every film we've had so far, like ninety percent of the budget is his is his salary. Because <laughs> that we had that with Bruce Almighty as well, didn't we? Where there was such a massive budget and it was just almost all of his purse. You gotta love when a brother gets paid. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, uh, also, like as you say, when it when it opens up at number one, he becomes. The, his salary increases ten times, but yeah. <laughs> his but his bankability and how bankable he is as a as a star probably increases somewhere near the same. So it, it, it probably adjusts in line. And by yeah. the time he by the time he does Bruce Almighty, because he went away for a little while, didn't it? Um, and then he came back with Bruce Almighty. They were probably of the opinion that if we we give him what he wants and he he puts something good out, we'll make our money back. It's weird because I can't yeah. see him as a normal bloke. Like he's, I can't see not. him just sat watching TV. I don't think he is. <laughs> I just don't think there's any part of him. Like what was it? I think you like. I think he might have done in living color and stuff um, for the sketch show, and he was just insane there as well. Well, this something might explain it here. The next bit of trivia. So during filming, Jim Carrey stayed the night at the Stanley Hotel and requested to stay in the infamous room two seventeen, referencing The Shining. Um, yeah. According to the tour guide at the hotel, about three hours after he went to sleep, he came running out of the room, left the hotel. To this day, vows he'll never go back, and he won't tell anybody what happened. What? Jesus. So maybe bad that evening with, bad, e- bad evening with a prostitute. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Had a bad shining. Apologies. <laughs> Uh, Jeff Daniels claimed he was at a golf course one day when Clint Eastwood told him that he'd just seen the film. He braced himself for a negative reaction and then uh, Clint Eastwood told him that the bathroom scene had in fact happened to him once when he was on a date. (laughs) Have you ever ever wanted proof that nobody's perfect? (laughs) Uh, Following the release of the movie, Jim Carrey and Lauren Holly did get married in real life, but the marriage only lasted a year, so that explains... (laughs) Maybe where he went for a year, and then he might have been recovering from that. <laughs> uh, the restaurant scene with Seabass was filmed in uh, Morgan, Colorado. They originally wanted to film this scene at a restaurant in Wigginstown, about 15 minutes, 15 miles west. But after the viewing the script, the owner refused. And so he turned down having his restaurant in a Jim Carrey movie, which is baffling. Awful yeah. decision. I don't know what kind of place it was because if they're filming the restaurant scene with Seabass it's not like it was like a high class diner they're filming it (laughs) (laughs) who knows Um, I've got some casting what ifs here so Nicolas Cage and Gary Oldman were the original choices to play Harry and Lloyd what (laughs) cannot imagine that (laughs) and as we've seen so they, they really didn't want Jeff Daniels in the film and Eddie Murphy and Mike Myers were both considered for the role too. That could have worked. Is it not? I I don't know if it's too over the top. Do you not? I feel like him. It could and be Eddie Murphy or him and Mike Myers. If it's still Jim Carrey, um, just it would just be them trying to outdo each other at every point. 
There's a good chance, yeah. Well, that's some tension on the set. An early draft of the <laughs> film had Mel Gibson as Mary's husband playing himself in a cameo role. This was going to be a gag at the time because he was one of Hollywood's biggest heartthrobs and somebody like Lloyd Christmas couldn't possibly hope to compete with him. And then they didn't <laughs> go with it in the end. And then uh, an alternate toilet scene was filmed in which Lloyd is attacked by Seabass who attempts to rape him. Yeah, there's an extended version that includes it. And then you, you see um, the music's a little bit darker and Jeff Bridges, is, when his leg's on fire, he run, he kicks the door open um, and knocks him out there. And you basically Jim Carrey's like sucking his thumb in the corner <laughs> of the cubicle. I was hoping it was going to be in the version that I watched earlier today, but it wasn't. Well, if we go on to the categories like, like we always do, so this is where we do what usually is the most popular part of the show, as I say each week, and that's where we go <laughs> for the, the most quotable bits. I don't think we need anyone to do a Jim Carrey or Jeff Daniels voice unless Keenan thinks he's got it in the locker, so it really no, is down to him. There are certain bits I think I could do, but I'm not going to I'm not going to overreach. <laughs> Who wants to start us off? Keenan, start us off. Usually I ask and nobody answers, so I'll see who you are first. Normally we wait for you to start us off. I know, you know, I'm mixing things up today. Okay. Um, I always like, uh, we've got no food, we've got no jobs, our pets' heads are falling off. (laughs) (laughs) Around that is when he says, uh, there's no jobs in this town. Yeah, unless you want to work 40 hours a week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do like when he goes through, I sold sold some stuff to Billy and 4C. And he's like, Lloyd, what did you sell him? And he goes, uh, stack of marbles, some baseball cards, <coughs> Petey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I go through and talk about Petey having no head. <laughs> the, whole, uh, the whole thing of him driving to the airport, when he says, you're more than likely to die on the way to the airport than on the plane. <laughs> he's not looking at the road, just sets the, uh, sets the tone of the film perfectly. Well, that's in the same bit, isn't it, where he says... Uh... Why are you going to the airport? You're flying somewhere? <laughs> yeah. How'd you guess that? I saw your luggage, so I noticed the airline ticket and I put two and two together. <laughs> well, when he, when they get um, one of the cops next to him and he says, pull over, and he just goes, cardigan, but thanks for asking. <laughs> There's there's a couple of things which I I don't know if I just didn't quite pay attention to the first time around or if I just found it funny the second time. Him calling his car a shagging wagon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So unexpected really as well. Well, in this, the quote before that is when he says, "You know what really chaps my ass." And I can't think whatever what other film that's set in. But I'm sure it's referenced in something else. Or maybe it was a TV show. No, I don't know. Um, always like the bit where he's walking out after he finds out where Mary lives. Uh, and he looks at the looks at the paper, like the framed paper on the side of the, the bar. And it's about man landing on the moon. He walks yeah. out and he just shouts, we've landed on the moon. <laughs> um, 
obviously the most annoying sound in the world is, is quite is, <laughs> is probably is ridiculously quoted. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Fellas, you think we could listen to the radio or something? Um, the the mockingbirds. I'm not going to sing it, but when they, they <laughs> go through and they start singing mockingbird, that kills me every time as well. <laughs> Even just the ending. Um, they say, "Hi guys, we're going on national bikini tour. And we're looking for two all balls who can grease us up before each competition." Hi y'all. Hey Alihopa. Hey guys, we're going on a national bikini tour. And we're looking for two oil boys who can grease us up before each competition. You are in luck. There's a town about three miles that way. I'm sure you'll find a couple guys there. Gives it a year in luck. There's a town about three miles that way. <laughs> that is a great way to end the film as well. I know we'll come on to endings later. That does perfectly encapsulate yeah. them. What else is there? Um... I don't know if this is more the the scene or the or the quote, but the 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 bit where it says, "I bet you I can get you gambling by the end of the day." Yeah, <laughs> and then they like, shake hands and and then, but then neither of them acknowledges that they obviously <laughs> just had the bet. <laughs> they both think they've won, don't they? Yeah, well. they yeah, both, yeah. And they've negotiated from like three to one up to ten to one as well, and yet they both come away thinking they've done it. We've seen that start, the start bit as well, where you got the limo where they pull over next to the woman and say, "That's a lovely accent. You have New Jersey." She's an Austria. <laughs> he gives us one end of the day, mate. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> the one that kind of stands out is him saying, "So you're saying there's a chance?" So you're telling me there's a chance? Yeah. That is a yeah, very yeah. quotable, isn't it? Came another another part of one of the films that we've done that became a meme. Um, I also like in that whole bit where he says, uh, uh, I, de- I desperately want to make love to a schoolboy. That's the best, correct? <laughs> <crime. laughs> that that <laughs> me. And then obviously, uh, I like you a lot in the voice that he does. Um, that that was said over the years as well. Even when there's there's a knock at the door just after she's given the there's a chance, and uh, he says, "Husband, so what was all that one in a million to?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. The exchange of saying, so you'll pick me up at 7.45, and he says, well, you know, I've got a few things to take care of. Why don't we make it quarter to eight? <laughs> <laughs> and then he backtracks to 7.45 just to, yeah. just to show that he really is clueless. Lloyd says, uh, <laughs> it's not going to do us any good sitting in whining about it. We're in a hole. We're just going to have to dig ourselves out. Um, I d- always like the way Harry introduces himself to Mary as well when he walks home. He goes, nice pair of hooters you've got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the uh, that's as good as money, sir. Those are IOUs. Go and hand out every account, every cent accounted for. What is this? What is this? Where's all the money? That's as good as money, sir. Those are IOUs. Go ahead and add it up. Every cent's accounted for. Look, see this? That's a car. Two hundred seventy-five thousand. Might want to hang on to that one. Yeah, As a car, two hundred and seventy-five power. You might want to hang on to that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
there's uh, oh he also won these walking past and he goes uh, they walk well just as they get to Aspen and they're walking down the street and they walk past <laughs> the bloke and his missus um, and Harry turns and says look at the bum bags on that and Lloyd goes yeah bet he works out um, <laughs> <laughs> well, Lloyd's saying uh, well Harry says I can't feel my fingers anymore they're numb and he says maybe you should wear these extra pair of gloves my hands <laughs> to get sweaty anyway <laughs> That's when he suffocates him after and he's like your hands are freezing <laughs> um, Harry saying yesterday was one of the greatest days of my life Mary and I went skiing and made a snowman she touched my leg <laughs> the leg, leg touch that's just he's then suddenly alright with him getting shot <laughs> any of this to account for? I think you've covered most of them. I think the one bit where he's trying to make small talk and he's talking about how they crossed a bulldog and a shih tzu. Yeah. And he's like, we got a bullshit. And then he just started <laughs> laughing like a maniac. <laughs> when he says, why, why should you meet her in a bar at 10 in the morning? So I just figured she was a raging alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> that bit afterwards, when he, in that, when he says, all this time I've been going through such pain, such anguish, such hell, <laughs> for nothing. Um, also, when... <laughs> Just before he makes that joke, that CK says, uh, it's when he says, Oh, I mean, I, I even bred them once. And she says, Oh, any unusual breedings? And he goes, No, nah, just doggy style, mainly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's possibly my favourite quote in the film. Should we go on to the best, uh, the best scenes? Yeah. Go on. For me, I, I was thinking about this. I think it's the karate style fight where he ends up ripping his heart out. Because I was. <laughs> properly cracking up at that when I was watching it yesterday. Yeah. You're right, that yeah. is sensational. Um the opening with the with the van, um, where he's, he's sort of at the foot long, who's got the foot long. Um I always <laughs> always like that that as an opening to it. And he's <laughs> proper giving it like car chase when he's driving over and he's launching the, the sheepdog. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed him in the in the cabin as well when he when he's telling the joke and it's almost like the scene in Liar Liar where everyone's laughing hysterically and he's just lapping it up and he then tries lighting his fart on fire and he's like slapping his leg when they're all cracking it <laughs> yeah um, as actual best moments it wasn't in the version that I, I watched but I did actually have the extended scene where with, with Seabass in it where he comes back to him because um, I think I don't I just remember it always cracking me up as a kid so in the version that that's in that, that would be quite highly rated um the little romantic, in, in quotes, the romantic bit is seen where Harry and Mary, they go out on the date um, and she throws, like she just tosses a bit of snow at him and he, he just dashes, got like, dashes a big lump of it into, into her face. Um, <laughs> and then they, they, end, they end up like fighting down the hill. That that kills me as well. Him getting his tongue stuck on the pole and saying, do any of you kids have a, don't suppose you have a warm glass of water with you? <laughs> <laughs> the, the bit where she the bit where she pulls it off and great <laughs> when Jim Carrey is running up the stairs and he says race you the the ankle picks are on the stairs the <laughs> yeah <laughs> I love it when when they do when they try the chilies and then they're just squeezing the ketchup and mustard trying to cool down <laughs> Or even just them waiting for him to bite into his burger. Because that is the worst thing when you played a joke on someone and you are just waiting to yeah. take hold. 
I also like when he asks them about the briefcase and he says, oh, why, why, why don't you eat up? And they'll tell you. And the pair of them just, like, like they're almost shaking with laughter. <laughs> the hitchhiking scene as well, where I've actually, I've got that in his best moments because it's when they pick up the, 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 the Hispanic family um, and they suddenly start singing Mockingbird in Spanish. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. When he's going to pick up like the hitman bloke, and he says in there, he's like, I'm just going to go go my gut here, saddle up and get in. <laughs> I uh, think my favourite it... moment would be the would be the fight, though. I think. Yeah. Yeah, and the laxative scene as well. Oh yeah. Probably forgotten that. I even mentioned it a couple of seconds ago. Yeah, the similar thing as you said before about the prank with the burger, you can just see he's just grinning as he drinks <laughs> it. Well, there's this, there's the scene um, as he goes on and he's uh, Lloyd's driving, he's just like pissing himself or just on his own when he's driving because he just yeah. he knows it's about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Them first showing up with the suits on is a pretty iconic scene, and so it has to at least have a mention. Definitely. Yeah. Because then they say, I-, I love a man with a sense of humour and he's just completely confused as to what they're on about. <laughs> Which is your favourite suit, the blue or the orange? The blue. Gives me a wedding singer vibes. Yeah, I think I'd, <laughs> I, I, I prefer the orange because I just love the outlandishness of it. But if you had to give me a choice between what one I'd be wearing, it would be the blue. When we had our mate's wedding last year, last year, this year, everything's kind of moulded into one. When we had his wedding, I was Ask looking you. at a light blue suit, thinking, "Can I pull this off?" I think you could. Decided I couldn't. I think you've got that. Yeah, I think so. I think I think a bit. I think a burgundy suit's the one for you, but to be honest, I think you've yeah, got a burgundy. Yeah. You've got a burgundy jacket, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, big fan. Best side character in in this. It's this one's hard because, like every Jim Carrey movie. Jeff Daniels is almost a side character compared to him because he, he's <laughs> so like powerful compared to anyone else. Yeah, so, I, I had trouble with this, I'll be honest. So, my... What? My house is a madhouse today, it seems. Where's the fire? <laughs> nice we started early because it won't be my house for once. <laughs> Um, as a side character, I, mine would be Mary or Mental. Um, mental being obviously the the assassin that they or the the man who tries to get rid of them um, would be my two picks for side characters. But like you say, with Jim Carrey, it's never a strong field, is it? I still don't no. even really know who mine would be. Maybe the blind kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a great. It's not a bad shout for actual sort of comedic moments I know he's only only in it for what two scenes but the bit where they do the news report on him as well and he just says oh I thought he was quiet whilst it's <laughs> whilst it borders on sadistic it is quite it is because <laughs> someone's watching news aren't they so what kind of person would do that Seabus yeah. <laughs> isn't good enough to earn the, the place for me as best side character um I would probably give it to the blind kid, or the kid, or the or the chef that he fights in in the scene. 
Yeah, as a as a cameo and a, a one off, um, just because it's not been mentioned, the the old sweet old lady on a motorized car who robs him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when she pulls, I don't even think. I think she says the only thing she says is a dollar. No, I haven't. Um, but is chatty as with her, and then when she drives off with all their stuff, that's that that that's good. Once he says, well. didn't he? He was like, I guess people are right. Old people aren't just good for nothing. Yeah, it's <laughs> dangerous behind the wheel. They, they they still have something to give, so something like that. <laughs> you have the credits on the film just show what makes up a Jim Carrey film. You've got Lloyd, Harry, Mary, and then it's Athletic Beauty, Detective, Dale's Man 1 and 2, Coroner, Elderly Lady, State Trooper, Waitress, Bus Stop Beauty, Seabass Friend. So they don't even bother naming half the characters in the film. <laughs> that maybe tells you who is carrying it up. Yeah. Any um, other suggestions, Sean? You've been quiet. Yeah, for, for no other additions for, for side character. I, find, I kind of struggled when I was thinking about this as a category in general, uh, for this film anyway, uh, of who it would be. But probably all the, the kind of suggestions that you made, I haven't got any other one you haven't mentioned. And who would be your MVP? Uh, who would it be? Probably go Lloyd for my MVP. Anyone have an alternative or is everyone going with Lloyd? No, he, he fought harder about that than I thought we were going to. He'd be my pick, but as an actual MVP in terms of the film, the other shout is Mary. Just because without her, the actual film doesn't happen. They yeah, don't, true, they, they don't. They don't go to Aspen. They don't fall out. They don't then reconcile, etc., etc. I feel like with those two, they're going to find something though, whether she's there, whether she's yeah. or not. Uh, it seems like they're, they're long lasting, long lasting friends. I mean, admittedly, it does turn out that Jim Carrey's an absolute snake. Um, <laughs> and he's, 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 he's done it dirty in the past, so maybe he finds that out another way. But yeah, I'd be happy just to give it to, to Lloyd. I think that the other categories are what we'll get into afterwards. So we'll go on to Happy Gilmore. So a rejected hockey player puts his skills to the golf course to save his grandmother's house. So sign of the times here back in 96. If you thought 94 was good, we cut. We've got quite a bit here too. So we were introduced to the Spice Girls as they hit number one with Wannabe. Oh, wow. Independence Day was the top movie of the year with 306 million in box office earnings. Tupac Shakur was gunned down on a Las Vegas strip after a Mike Tyson versus Bruce Seldon fight on September 7th and died six days later. In March of 96, a search tool called Google started indexing the web, but it wouldn't get its own Google.com domain until 97. <laughs> Times Magazine's Machine of the Year was the Nintendo 64. The last console to use the cartridge as its primary storage format. Dolly the Sheep was successfully cloned, but wasn't unveiled to the world until 97. Uh, The Everest disaster that would later become the bestseller Into Thin Air and the 2015 movie, which is a great film, happened. Tickle Me Elmo dominated Christmas toy sales. And suspected Unabomber Theodore Kaczynski is arrested at his Montana cabin. Blimey, really, we really did have a couple of big years, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. 
There's a good uh, there's a good series about that on Netflix as well if you haven't watched it. Manhunt Unabomber. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I've not watched it, but it's been in my Netflix queue for about three years. I think <laughs> I'd give it a go. Critics' reviews of uh, Happy Gilmore, as you get with an Adam Sandler film, there was a lot of negative, but <laughs> I've, I've picked out a lot of the good here because we, we we've done the bad Sandler reviews. It's time to lift him up a bit. Give people their roses while they're here, as they say. Yeah. Fans of sport and brash, boisterous comedies will find a lot to love here. At the end of the day, it's exactly what most spectators would really love to see on the fairway. <laughs> this probably sums up a lot of Sandler films. It's not meant as an insult for me. and It's superior disposable comedy. That's perfect, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. This, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. How many of the films that we're we're ranking would you say are disposable comedies? I think most, unless they're ground, really groundbreaking, yes. most comedies are just disposable. Pretty much, you want to watch it once, twice, but you don't want to sit sit for an hour after you finish watching <laughs> it, thinking about it. But the, the next one is you pretty much could use for any Sandler film, and it says you probably already know if you think Adam Sandler's funny, so let that be your review. <laughs> That's just lazy. <laughs> but it is perfect, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we've, we've we've already said it once. You either they're him and Jim. I mean, you could swap out the names. And you could also yeah. Just just yeah. that could just be Jim Carrey. You either you like if you like him, you like him. If you don't, you don't. Um, it's not quite Sandler's best film, but it's still a very fun movie. Sandler plays this a lot smarter than say a Jim Carrey character, and with less slapstick. <laughs> still, this is not delicate, subtle stuff. It's smart, lowbrow, and only for those who like their humour a bit offbeat. And then finally, uh, a lame, unoriginal comedy that may offer a few scattered chuckles, but more often than not, serves up a bewildering series of bizarre non-jokes, supposedly ironic product placement, cheesy music cues, and tired sight gags. There you go. Blimey. (laughs) Some people (laughs) just really don't like Sandler. (laughs) There wasn't much trivia for this, which shocked me, but when Dennis Dugan told Bob Barker that a stunt double would be used in the fight scene, Barker insisted on doing his own stunt, saying, wait a minute, I know how to fight. <laughs> <laughs> he was ready to throw down. Big Bob ready to throw some hands. <laughs> yeah, and he wasn't sure if he wanted to be in the movie, but when he learned that he was going to win the fight with Adam Sandler, he accepted the role. <laughs> <laughs> This was the very first winner of the MTV Movie Award for Best Fight. That's a good first. You want to be, that's, you want to be the first winner of that? That's great. Uh, Julie Bowen later revealed on Access Hollywood that there's a deleted segment of The Happy Place where she made out with a dwarf dressed as a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> I think she revealed that to get ahead of the curve in case it like, just came out. Well, another one that we've seen the trivia in a lot of them so you might know where we're going the film was rewritten by Judd Apatow which went uncredited Jesus Christ <laughs> honestly did he secretly run Hollywood in the 90s <laughs> yeah. why did he not ask to be credited any of these times that is a no fucks given attitude that Jesus will be one of those things where you can't legally say you did it but you can mention it enough times like, does that not sound like something I would do? I can't say anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it 
curse these lips of mine. <laughs> Are you saying that sounds like something I did? Oh, that's your words. I didn't, I didn't say that. I wonder, I wonder how much he was getting paid for these un, 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 excuse me, uncredited writing. So I mean, we, I Probably not got, very much. Because you would so. think he would then be able to convince someone to take a chance on him, which takes a lot longer than expected. Yeah. I mean, but, like, I mean, from, I think he's been in fourth. He's been in at least three as, un, as an uncredited yeah. writer. I think it might be four. So We've got a 40-year-old virgin next week, so got that to look forward to. That, that, to me, was his breakout. Yeah. After, obviously, three yeah. weeks. But as a film, that was his breakout. But you, you wonder what the world would be like. And you can see how uh, certificate ratings have changed because there was one deleted scene in a movie, which I think is in some editions now when they do like an extended one, where Happy throws the nursing home uh, orderly out of the window after finding out how bad his grandma was treated. <laughs> but they removed it to keep it at a PG-13. Well, that explains a lot because otherwise Ben Stiller's character really isn't has no real reason to be there. Yeah. Because he's, he's just horrible to the grandmother and then we don't really see him again. Well, this is the thing I was reflecting after I'd watched it because I was, I was doing some of my notes because I'd seen it enough times really happy Gilmore. I, was, I don't know if I've missed something. If I've just looked down and the repercussions have been and I've forgotten that they've happened because there aren't really any repercussions yeah. for what he does. No, no, exactly. There's no pushing the plot here at all. They are just bringing up the uh, the topic of abusing care homes there. That is all they've done. <laughs> ben Stiller does play a good bad guy. He has got it in him, hasn't he? I think he's very good in this. Um, he's also, I don't know if he's in too many scenes, but just as they, he is definitely, I don't know, is he a cameo or is he in it enough to be a, a side character? If he's a cameo, then he's straight into the Rex Ryan. I don't know because Bob Barker's in this, so... Ooh, yeah. <laughs> good I was thinking this when I was watching it. I was also thinking is Bob Barker in it a bit too long as well? Cause, like, I don't think he's in a bit too long. They're playing a whole round together and then and then they have a fight and, yeah, I, I don't know. Hey, Rex Ryan had two scenes. If we cap it mm. in two scenes, I think Barker probably gets an odd, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even mean to cap it, but I mean, he's in it significantly enough that yeah. We're still calling that a cameo. Yeah. I'm sure there was another film I'd seen with um, Ben Stiller where he's a bad guy. I'm trying to think what it was called. I'm sure it was a Disney film. Well, in Dodgeball, he's a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not thinking of that. I'm thinking of an older one. I don't know. Heavyweights, that's it. It's a Disney film about a fat camp. Interesting. And he's a bad guy. <laughs> It's actually worth a watch. It's quite funny, actually. Yeah, because Ben Stiller doesn't even get uh, credited in this. Oh, wow. Sheesh. He's credited oh. as his name in the film, Hal. That really Hal. is a cameo. So there you go. Maybe we have two editions today. Maybe it's going to be a big, big week for the Hall of Fames. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so quotes then from Happy Gilmore. I think there, there's... Enough yes. in this for it to be good. I, I piece, you're in big trouble though, pal. I piece of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> was one that I was laughing at uh, afterwards. So good. You even got a Kanye lyric out of that. I was just, I was going to say, I was thinking about that earlier as I was watching it. Um, that, that's a proper transference of through culture, isn't it? 
the just constant tap in. just tap it in <laughs> the constant references to his girlfriend being dead that <laughs> was like girlfriend of yours got hit by a car jumped off a cliff <laughs> so Always usually that. in a film like that where it goes wrong at the start then they would come around about the hour mark where he'd have to make a choice yeah. and then usually he would think about it and then realise he has something better now but no she really is it's like she died in the film but <laughs> didn't actually die I try the fact that every time he describes her dying it's always yeah she died on impact um, <laughs> yeah. crashed, crashed the car died on impact just fell off the cliff died on impact just nice brutal ways to go when he just brings it up like for no reason when he just says why is he why is he mentioning this oh she's dead by the way <laughs> well, when uh, Shooter McGavin says uh, just stay out of my way or you'll pay listen to what I say he's like Stay out of my way, or you'll pay. Listen to what I say. How about I just go eat some hay? I can make things out of clay and lay by the bay. I just may. What do you say? Why don't I just go eat some hay, make things out of clay, lay by the bay? I just may. What do you say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, as, we've talk- as we've talked about him, I also like uh, when you're introduced to, or just after you're introduced to Ben Stiller's character, he's like, oh, my, my finger's hurt. He says, what's that? And his nan, the old woman, says, yeah, my finger's there. And he's like, yeah, well, now your back's going to wear. She just pulled landscaping duty. <laughs> Before that, fight. where he says, check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. <laughs> Sir, um, could I trouble you for a glass of warm milk? It helps put me to sleep. You could trouble me for a warm glass of shut the hell up. Now you will go to sleep, or I will put you to sleep. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Oh dear. When he uh, when he says the price is wrong, bitch, to Bob Barker. <laughs> 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 the price is wrong, bitch. I think that's that was the quote that when I think of Happy Gilmore, that's the first one that comes into my head. What's that? And you're gonna die, clown. Yeah, you're gonna die. <laughs> you're gonna die, clowns. This was first on the list. I actually had that down before I started watching it. Uh, well, I also really, I really liked when the. It just made me chuckle when the cop when the it goes to the commentators and then they say it's a really large and economically diverse crowd. That's <laughs> <laughs> such a random statement. Yeah, the, the one commentator doesn't have a word in the entire film, but when you look back, it's only one commentator speaks. Well, the other one just sits there. Yeah. What? Oh, wow. Don't have a single word in the entire film. It's not that's um, mad. Not not a funny quote, but one that I like just from a golfing purpose um, is when they're talking um, when he's trying to convince him to play golf, and at the end he, he sort of says, uh, "Chubb says to him, if you win the Open tomorrow, you're automatically on the pro pro tour. And then who knows? Maybe you'll win the Tour Championship one day. Get that gold jacket that I never got." Um, and Happy says, "Gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives a shit?" Um, so it's, it's what you give them for two, two of the four majors so I quite, I quite like that as, a, as an actual nod to golf because other than watching him drive the ball and him trying <laughs> to putt it's not really a lot what I saw when, when you google it the first review that comes up is possibly the best golf film ever how many golf <laughs> films are there? 
there's a couple. There's the one about Jack, uh, Jack Nicholas. Uh, really like wasn't Cass. that memorable. <laughs> no, it's quite it's quite famous. Um, two seconds. If you'd like to keep continuing just, with quotes. Yeah, with with Ben with Ben Stiller just in the start of the scene that we mentioned before, him saying. Uh, you can trouble me for a warm glass of shut the hell up. You get that in so many comedies where it makes literally zero sense. <laughs> yeah. you, just, you just say the start of the sentence and add an insult to the end of it. And it never fails to be funny each time, but also is just utterly ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I know it actually came out after this, so it makes no odds, but there's the, the greatest game. And obviously, comedy-wise, they've got Caddyshack as well. Um, That's what a lot of the comparisons are, actually, when you look at the reviews. You'd, uh, you'd imagine so. Um, I mean, famous quotes. Are you too good for your home? Won't you go home, ball? Um, not, not particularly funny, but that is very famous from it as well. Yeah. I enjoyed him saying he eats three sub subways a day to keep strong. <laughs> Cold cut combo from Subway. Free every day to keep me strong. The original. It charity. did make me really want a subway watching the film. <laughs> it's done its job. Yeah, it yeah. has. Well, it's a, it's a supposedly ironic product placement. Well, you imagine they, they were getting paid for it anyway. Be it I tried finding one. that, but I couldn't find what it was that they paid. Because I imagine it probably wasn't as much as we think. No, I wouldn't have thought so. And the, grand, gonna... the grandma says, doesn't she? She's like, oh, it really makes me hungry. And I was thinking, you are absolutely spot on. <laughs> yeah. Um, Quote-wise, I quite like the bit where Happy gives you a quick rundown of his hockey career. He says, I, I hold two records. Most time spent in the penalty box, and I was the only guy to try to take my skate off to try and stab someone with it. <laughs> Talk me through your subway order, Keenan. Uh, it depends what I'm in the mood for. I quite like the 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 Italian. Is it BMT? Yeah, yeah. Don't mind. I actually quite like the chicken tikka as well. I went for a phase of getting one after work and getting a foot long and a six inch and kind of patting myself on the back because I hadn't got two foot longs. <laughs> <laughs> that explains so much. Uh, <laughs> Taking it home, stripping off and eating it in bed. That's the dream. Um, I'm not really a great one for it. Like I think I feel like everyone just likes it because it's just cheese and bread with a bit of meat in it. But I don't eat cheese, so it ruins, seems to ruin half of what people like about it. I think I told the story on an old podcast that there was some guy who worked in the one by us that thought he was some like subway sensei. And when me and Kieran used to go, he used to try and give us like these cheat codes and look around, like telling people, like, don't tell anyone about this. And like the first time we heard was when we were all in our subway and he went, do you trust me? <laughs> what do you mean? And he was like, I'm asking you, do you trust me? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, grated cheese and microwaved. Change your world. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, we'll do it. And he's looking as we eat, just nodding from behind the thing, going, "Good, isn't it?" <laughs> I mean, importantly, was it good? It was. Yeah, it, I did. Then go to that from then onwards. But when I go to another subway, I don't have it in the locker to ask. So it's okay. a shame that he doesn't work there anymore. And the one by me. But bit off track. But I just <laughs> really, I just really want subway. <laughs> I think they're on Deliveroo now. They are, but I feel I I feel like more of a pig ordering a Subway from Just Eat than I would ordering a KFC. Yeah, it I, just seems lazier ordering a sandwich. 
Yeah, I also think it seems lazy ordering a KFC. Anything that's got a drive through, I think it sounds bad <laughs> getting, them to, get, getting them to come to you. <laughs> well, not if you can't drive. Well, that's fair. But I can't drive and I still won't do it. Just out of some, some weird sense of principle. I can understand that. I can go for the... Well, I can drive, I just can't pass the test, but I think most people are probably sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> and we also know that's not true. <laughs> How do you the know it's not time, true? I've been in the car with you, because you passed the test and you still can't drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we know we know it's not true for you, because we know about your test. <laughs> well, yeah, my last test, not going to fail for being too far to the left on a one-way street. And the number, get me started. And the dispute of the number of tests you failed as well. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the not the dispute failures. of the youngest bird you went through. Blimey. That escalated real quick. <laughs> you touched me. You touched me, I bite. He's going to say, that's a real nerve there. <laughs> hey, I got you home safely whenever you're in my car. Don't you forget that. Just about. One time to know Alex Jones was there, so that was the get home safe charm. Get home safe, okay. Jones. What, what would you say is the best scene in Happy Gilmore? The Bob Barker fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, class. It's, it's tough not to... Class. I did actually, I enjoyed him getting his ball back from the alligator. When he's fighting, fighting the alligator yeah. as well, yeah. And when uh, he know when he realizes it's the same alligator as well. Chubbs' death is hilarious. There's nothing yeah. serious about it. <laughs> especially the quote after him and I said that like, you can't blame yourself for this. Like, he definitely can't blame himself for this. It is entirely his fault. It's the little thing with um them debating who was going to be playing for Chubbs the next day. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm playing for him. He's like, you can't play for him. I'm playing for him. <laughs> um, I actually like the bit where they, they, he's teaching him to play golf for the first time. And obviously, it's all in the hips. Um, <laughs> and goes through it. That, I quite like that. Just easing the tension, baby. <laughs> him going on the date saying, I listen... I listen to Endless Love in the Dark of My Friends. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, the, the, where his missus actually breaks up with him as well. Um, yeah, they have the argument. He's, he just starts insulting the, the, the kids in her kindergarten. Uh, kindergarten <laughs> <laughs> and he's singing, singing down the box. Yeah, wake, wakes up the next morning and the, the Chinese woman's there. As he, as he goes to leave, she's like, oh, do you not want some cereal? <laughs> The Bob Barker one is hard to beat, though. That is that is a tough one to beat. <laughs> yeah. Just this is more of a question. <clears throat> Excuse me, but it's, it is a quote as well. Do you know the bit where he says, uh, "Obviously, they go through and he gets up and he's like, oh, do you want a piece of me?" And Bob Barker gets up and says, "No, I don't want a piece. I want the whole thing." Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember that in a film before then, or I don't don't know. It's a good point. A film before Happy Gilmore, but it's in a lot. Of, it's in quite a bit of stuff afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just didn't know if that was where this was where that had come from because if so it's, it's ridiculous how widespread that's gone into I'm going to say that's a big quote if this is the original well, the, just yeah. the just the you want a piece of me or the, the whole the, the response, where the response whole I don't, don't want a piece uh, I, I don't want a piece I want the oh, whole yeah. thing mm. if you're yeah, dropping lines be. like that you do have to be able to fight <laughs> well yeah. I mean Bob Barker Bob Barker puts it on him. I'm not sure about it. Not he sure does about stick it. it on him. 
Yeah, I'm not sure about ending it with our boots to the face, but <laughs> to a bit, bit below the belt. But also happy dropping the headbutt on him is absolute class. <laughs> yeah, Pete Dunham there, saying you don't kick him out when he's down, when he's yeah. on the deck. Bit, bit of fail from Bob Barker, really. You've got to do what you got to do. This is true. Um, the, the nursing home scene would uh, rank quite, would probably be my second favourite. <laughs> Um, the, the introduction and also when uh, he goes back to see his gran and he accidentally kills so he thinks he killed that woman and he's like oh, do, you, do you know the Hamish the, the Hamish the Hamish the lady I think, I think I've killed her <laughs> is is there any other MVP you can have than Happy no no I don't think so Shooter does play his part I will give him that yeah, he, he wins the battle of the celebrations as much as I enjoy him <laughs> riding the bull. I just do love this this simple Shoot. firing the gun. It's cl- yeah, it's, it's a classy celebration, really. It wouldn't be out of place today if so, if, if, I, <laughs> if I put put the playoffs on tonight and someone scores and gives it a little one of them, I'd be like, yeah, nice. <laughs> Especially the, the the blowing the gun out after just adds to it. Yeah. Adds a bit of prestige. Yeah, I, I think. <laughs> I feel like we, the way we were going, we could have could have missed him out, but he's he's, he's a he's a massive part of the film, really, isn't he? Mm. Um, he he turned the, the role down twice because um, he didn't want to be a villain again, and then in the end, he saw Billy Madison, and then just wanted to be in a film with Adam Sandler. Okay, fair. I think he not. I don't know quite typecast, but he does go on to play, so even if it's not a direct villain, but like an arrogant asshole for for quite. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 got the face for it, regardless of how much of a nice guy he is. <laughs> yeah, he definitely does. What's what's the line he says about being being in the dirt or something that he says like three times until someone says, "Yeah, we know you you, you said this earlier." <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I can't think. But I do like the bit where they're talking. He's like, "I'm going to beat you," and he's so beat me. He said, "Yeah, there's a there's Grizzly Adams." Um, Grizzly Adams has a must <laughs> have a beard, and it's like, yeah, yeah, they did. Um, <laughs> that guy pops up with no lines. That's his only line in the film. Yeah, <laughs> keeps shaking his head. It's also the bit where he's like, "Oh, do you want to go?" And Happy just breaks the bottle, and he's like, "Yeah, let's let, let's let's go now." <laughs> <laughs> and he just shits, and he's like, "No, no, I meant meant, meant on the course." <laughs> <laughs> that that giant being in there. Forget his name. It's something Keel, I'm sure. What Jules? Yeah, Mr. Larson is the Richard Keel. So that's the one. He he has an issue where he can't stand up like of his own accord because of an accident he had. And so if you see in every in every scene, that's why he's leaning on something. He's Jeez. leaning on someone next to him, or he's leaning on a rail because he, he quite literally can't stand up of his own accord. I uh, I have him down as a, as a side character. Potential as, as best side character for Mr. Larson on uh, Gilmore, anyway. I would go with um, Joe Flatty as the guy who's putting off happy more than I would go for him as the best side character. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Although hitting him in his car does seem a bit up a notch that <laughs> nothing really happens with. They <laughs> just say, Oh, this is bizarre. I've been being hit by a car. And he's carrying on. Oh, I hit a run in the middle of the course and I carry on. I think this is the first film 
we've watched where I really hated a character as well. Like, I hated Shooter McGavin. <laughs> just really disliked him. Which I haven't had in any of the other films we've watched so far. Also said to TK, I think he looks like Troy Aikman, the actor. I agreed. I'm stuck thinking there's got to be someone else that you've hated. Surely. Not really. Not in the films. Even, even the villains generally have been likeable. Do you not hate Steve Carell in Bruce Almighty? No, he gets, no he's he gets, not really. He gets hateable. turned into a clown too quickly, doesn't he? What about the guy that spits on Seth in Superbad? <laughs> he's not. He's, in, he's only in it for that one scene. No, he, <laughs> no, he spits on the copper at the end as well, doesn't he? And, uh, yeah. and then gets his jaw broken. Yeah, on the filth. So no, not not particularly. Obviously, I wasn't a fan of that character, but I didn't... imagine if he had a burning hatred for this character. <laughs> I can't believe that guy spat at Seth. He's only in what it for forty-five seconds. <laughs> yeah. What about Azamat? No, Azamat, that's his boy. Azamat's a great boy. <laughs> Azamat should have had a sequel. <laughs> the the boss in Liar Liar, the female boss. No, she's got that intimidating thing about her. You take it down, like if you could. Yeah, it's a power thing. What yeah. about the Viet Cong? You didn't hate the Viet Cong. You hate shoot. You hate shooting McGavin more than the Viet Cong. I, I do. Yeah, that puts it in perspective. I think it's because the Viet Cong have a few kids. The kids make it more <laughs> less hate. You, you can't really hate the kids. <laughs> wow. Okay, we see your uh, limits. What about the brother in That's My Boy? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yes, that? that's yeah, a fair shot. He is hilarious though, as much as he is a dick. It is quite yeah, funny exactly. watching. It's funny as the, well. The incest isn't great. <laughs> and we've got some good inside stories on that so keep tuned next Wednesday some good inside incest stories <laughs> Sean wasn't a part of that one strangely <laughs> if we go we'll go on to the picking a winner here then this doesn't look like it's going to be a shorter episode than last week but I guess that's what you get with Adam Sandler and Jim Carrey there's not many complexities to break down No, um, you also a couple of the couple of the uh, categories basically get killed by them, doesn't they? Like yeah. the side, side character, they're an MVP and stuff. It's going to be one of the, it's going to be one of those two for the MVP. Very limited discussion. So yeah, this slightly earlier start today. The the energy's lacking a bit. We need to pump this up. For our grand finale. Maybe speaking <laughs> about maybe speaking about Vincent a bit will help. <laughs> Here we go then. Which did you prefer? As I said last week. If tied, this is the tiebreaker. Sean. I I think prefer I go for Dumb and Dumber. If I had to just pick one now, then yeah. It was close though. I know which one Keenan prefers, but I'll ask. Dumb and Dumber. TK? I didn't think I'd say this, but I I think as a comedy, I think I prefer Dumb and Dumber. I think Happy Gilmore might be a better sort of made film, but I prefer Dumb and Dumber. I preferred Happy Gilmore, but that's 3 1 to uh, Dumb and Dumber, so that takes the first point. Uh, rewatchability. 
again, I would go for Dumber and Dumber again on this one. I think I could watch it again, uh, maybe a couple more times, more than I could watch Happy Gilmore again. TK? Yeah, I'll go with Sean on that one, I think. About right. Keenan? Yeah, the same. I watched it this afternoon and I could probably finish the pod and put it back on. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be Gilmore for this again, but 3-1. Most quotable? Tough, this. Uh, see, what I, I've gone happy Gilmore for this one. And then I think my reasoning from it is because I think I could quote it more without watching the film. I feel like some of the quotes uh, from Dumber and Dumber, I need their kind of reactions and the setting to it and their facial expressions more than just the quote. So that's why I'm going for Happy Gilmore as more quotable. I'm going to go Dumb and Dumber. So we really have been opposites for the entire <laughs> thing here. Um, Keenan? Oh, I'm going Happy Gilmore. TK? Most quotable, I think, is Dumb and Dumber. I think I can okay. get more out of it. So we got a tie. Best quote. Oh, go here. I'm going to go for. Um, so you're saying there's a chance because I was literally waiting for that the entire time just because it made me laugh <laughs> so much the first time. And if it wasn't that, then it would probably be the IOU. So it's dumb and dumber for me. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go with you on that. I think. Um, not necessarily for that quote, but I think any of the the best quotes from Dumb and Dumber could have won it for me. Uh, like the the mostly doggy style, or I desperately want to make love to a schoolboy. <laughs> that old romant- special romantic feeling that I'll do anything to bone her. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I think any of those could be winners for me, so I'll, I'll give them the nod. And Sean? Uh, yeah, well, for Gilmore, I was thinking of the Price is Wrong bitch. That didn't really make me laugh. Um, but I would probably give it to um, give it to Dumb and Dumber, though. As I, if I had to choose one, then yeah. And it would be the... Um, so there's a chance. That would be the best quote. Keenan, did I take your answer for this? No, you didn't, did you? No. no. Um, so it would be... I sold some stuff to Billy and Forsey. Um <laughs> what, did, what did you say about that conversation? I know it's quite probably a bit long for a quote, but as as an exchange, that would be the winner. All right, best moment or scene? I'm going with fighting Bob Barker. Okay. All Chubbs is death. I actually did laugh more than that, so I should have. Keenan, um, I excuse me, either the either the restaurant fight scene in Dumb and Dumber. Or fighting Bob Barker. Um, if I had to pick one, I think it's Dumb and Dumb you just for the, for the chef's heart. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, <laughs> for the chef's heart getting ripped up, and also just just like the, the comical violence, like where he snaps the bloke's arm. Um, <laughs> and just, I'll give it to Dumb and Dumber. I'm in I'm in agreement there. The same scene as well. Sean, uh, I'm with TK. I'm going the Bob Barker. Oh, we got another tie. Best side character. I think there's more in Happy Gilmore than there are in Dumb and Dumber, but I'm going to go for the the jeering fan. I'm going to go for. Is that that is funny? Be a side character. 
that's tricky. I don't know if he's. It's in too much to be a cameo, though. Yeah, maybe he falls between the cracks. Like, what's what's Chubb? Chubb probably is. I'd give Chubb as a side character. Yeah, most definitely. But he's dead for the film. I'd go for Chubb. TK Keenan. Well, is Shooter a side character? He's in it. I think he's maybe too much of a main character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd probably have him as second main after Happy Gilmore, and then everyone else I'd probably have as a side character. That's the problem with these, with, like you said, with Sandler and with Carey. Yeah. Everyone's so like subordinate to them. Uh, I'll probably give the nod to Chubbs then. So it's not going to be a whitewash. Happy Gilmore is on the board. Keenan, what would you go for for on the record? Uh, ben Stiller, the nursing, the nursing home orderly. Okay. Happy Gilmore's on another category, hasn't it? No, it has been a tie every time. It's drawing. He's going to get something. Uh, okay. Uh, bigger impact, Dumb and Dumber for me. Really? I have no idea on this one. I still can't think about which one it's going to be. It made a lot more money. It, if you look at the earnings of Jim Carrey for this alone and everything coming into it, I would go for. I would say it's got more of an impact personally, but I think Happy Gilmore might might well be the film that Adam Sandler gets associated with the, the most, which for him is a lot. There's a lot of films there. What would you yeah, say you is for Jim Carrey? Sorry. What would you say is for Jim Carrey? Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I think the very fact that you can have quite, a, you can have a debate on that. Whereas I think Adam, if you ask for most people, if you did survey hundred people, uh, I think Happy Gilmore would be the most proper answer. Keenan and Sean, what would your picks be? I'll, I'll go for Happy Gilmore, but. It, Again, it's a toss-up for me, but that'll be the one I'll just go on, mainly for the the logic and reasoning that TK applied. Well, I've just seen for the people listening. I've just seen Keenan mute himself, and so Sean is the wrestler again. He's dogged him. No, sorry, I was coughing. I was trying to. I coughed about ten times. Yeah, actually, you muted, and the rustling continued. <laughs> I can hear the rustling, you clown. Yeah, because it's in your room. <laughs> um. In terms of impact, per- personally, as a, like a, as a film that would mean more to me, it is Dumb and Dumber. But I think culturally, for the quotes and stuff that we've done, I think more quotes have been taken away and have had more longevity from Happy Gilmore. So I think that would be my answer for for, for impact. Oh, this could be a, this could be a closer finish than I thought. Um, originality. This one is really tough. <laughs> yeah, I was I was all over the shop with this. I'm inclined to say Happy Gilmore, but I don't I don't know if that's just because the more slapstick elements and stuff them them I guess are tried and tested. I have Happy Gilmore for this. Yeah, I'll say Happy Gilmore. Keenan for the record. Dumb and Dumber, on the basis that I think the actual idea, not not the not the element, 
not the elements that make up the film, but the concept is possibly more more original. Happy Gilmore sort of falls into being a sports film in the end. A plucky underdog comes out of nowhere, and, yeah, uh, and wins it all. Um, uh, so I'd say Dumb and Dumber. Okay. Uh, MVP. Happy for me. Louis for me. Keenan. Flip a coin and take 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 the answer. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's probably in terms of MVP from our most favourite or best characters, probably as close to a fifty-fifty as we've had. Yeah, um, this is tight. I'm going to go Lloyd just solely on preference of the film. And I've gone for Happy Gilmore, so I'm <laughs> tie. Uh, best soundtrack. Both had slightly better soundtracks than I was thinking going in, you know. There are a few tunes in there. I, I think it's um, Dumb and Dumber. Okay. I've gone Happy Gilmore on the back of Jump Around and, and Endless Love. I've gone Dumb and Dumber. Uh, yeah, I've gone Dumb and Dumber as well. Yeah, It's weird. I, I actually really like the Proclaimers version of um, Get Ready that's in the film, but I can't find it anywhere. Over than, over than YouTube, but I quite like to download it. But Dumb and Dumb is the winner for me. There's that awful mm song by Crash Test Dummies, which my dad listens to, and I forgot that was in it, and it kills me. Uh, <laughs> Crash by the Primitives is in it as well. But I think everyone would know is is a banger. What are you going for, TK? Yeah, I'll, I'll lean towards Dumb and Dumb. I think it's just got a few more in there. And then best ending. I I think I personally prefer the Dumb and Dumber one, but at the same time, the Happy Gilmore one is the is the classic feel good ending, isn't it? I think I've gone for Dumb and Dumber. I just think they per- it perfectly encapsulates those characters that essentially, throughout this film, no lesson has been learned. They're probably actually <laughs> less intelligent than they were at the start of it, <laughs> and they've had this opportunity that they've just let to go not once but twice because Lloyd runs back at. Them. And tell them to go the other yeah, way. that's what gives it for me. I think the fact that because you could have ended it just doing it when they did it the first time, but the fact that they double down it and they go back again and then make the joke again, uh, that's why I'd give it to Dumb and Dumber. I think the what beauty of that film is where, like, in comparison to some Carey films where they get a bit more sort of emotional and wishy washy, there's a part of you that initially thinks this woman might actually get with Lloyd here. And all the like, this policeman might actually get with Harry, and then quickly realise no, they wouldn't. Of course, they wouldn't. They would never get with these two blokes. And it doesn't shy away from that. It carries, which is good. What would you have gone for, Keenan? Dumb and Dumber as well. I think I don't know how many times we've referenced it now um, about how hard it is to end a comedy. I do yeah. like the fact that they just objectively stay away from the happy ending. Like, yeah. These, they, they start out with each other and and fuck all else, and that's basically how the film ends up. And they they keep killing, they they just keep killing opportunities. <laughs> and chemistry for this one, you, I guess you have to go for Dumb and Dumber, wouldn't you? Because Sandler is kind of in amongst himself. Yeah, he's a lone ranger, isn't he? Whereas these yeah. two are, the, the film does rely on those two, the interaction between the two of them. 
Yeah, unless you take Chubbs as his partner in the film, and then who do you think as as the better chemistry? I mean, I admit, you gotta go dumb and dumb. Oh yeah, all day. Yeah, dumb and dumber. But it's just to try and give it a, a give it a competition. So I mean, it it looked close for a while. It, we had a three 0 lead from Dumb and Dumber. They got pegged back to three three, and then we've closed it out with a six three win for Dumb and Dumber. Is this the most draws we've had in one week? I think it must be. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So Dumb and Dumber is going to go through to the next round. So that is a lock, and it equalises the series of Sandler versus Kerry. Wow, wow, wow. So maybe will they face off again, or will that have to be it? We'll come to see that. So we've got the talking points, so it doesn't affect the judging, but real star of the film, I think it's kind of, we've answered that, because yeah. <laughs> it's not like <laughs> other films in that, in that case. If you could recast one role, what would it be? I had trouble with this. I thought, I thought, I don't know whether his role isn't prominent, but I thought you probably could have got someone else in as mental. Yeah. Someone in Dumb and Dumber, I thought you could have probably made more of that character. Yeah. Um, I'll come, I'll come back to that later as I do have, to do, do have an option for that when we get onto it. Um, I don't know why I was thinking of Danny McBride. But I don't know. <laughs> well Maybe I'm just recency bias here. Great. I was almost surprised that he wasn't in this. Even <laughs> In every other one, um, I think I have taken as much as Apollo Creed is a startup in there. I think I'd have given maybe a better dance partner to have alongside as his mentor for Happy Gilmore because I think you could have done a bit more with that than him just cursing him every so often. That was really the extent of his role. I'd have had Joe Pesci in there instead. <laughs> Just to slaughter him constantly. Or even just had one of the classic Sandler guys as maybe the people that were jeering on the sidelines, the, the freak being the, 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 how tall he is. You could have squeezed a couple of the Sandler guys in there and given it... The, the freak. <laughs> well, that's what he gets referred to as. <laughs> I think that's his name in the film, is essentially just that freak <laughs> over there. <laughs> so I think I'd have gone for that I think with if it's going to be the one that defines Sandler I'd have liked it to be true Sandler and having all his guys in there that is the irony of it isn't it yeah I mean I don't think it's any of our favourite Sandler film no no not not my personal one but I but... mean for the one that is widely regarded as the number yeah. one then I'd have liked to have a couple more of them in there doesn't take much to convince need to get her name again but he's a bird in the film she goes from saying look I don't date golfers you have a bit of success puts endless love on and that's it she's sold <laughs> she's fully rooting for she's it kissing him on the course and all sorts <laughs> there's a bit in the film as well where Shooter tells her to go get him a Pepsi isn't it yeah. you, couldn't do, you really couldn't do that now when he stops her and says, mate, diet Pepsi. <laughs> Any other recasting? Did you say you had one in the locker, Keenan? No, I was going to come on to come on to mine shortly. Um, but I don't know 
I don't know. I was thinking about who I'd recast. I think I'd leave Chubbs, leave Happy, leave Mr. Larson, who's the freak you're referring to. Um, <laughs> I'm saying what he gets referred to as in the film, man. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just giving him his, giving That's him his, his credit time. in the film, Byron. His credit's <laughs> Mr. Larson. Uh, it's, oh, freak. it's crucial to Shooter getting his comeuppance when he's chasing him off the course. <laughs> yeah. um, I think if I was going to replace someone, it would probably fall on Shooter that gets replaced. Wow. Yeah, and I feel bad about saying it. And I also don't I don't really have a better alternative, so I'm not really <laughs> sure where I'm going with it. But I think if you... I think there's a lot of people you could have matched Sandler up to have a fight with and it would have been gold. Yeah. We've not got like Bruce Lee in here to fight Sandler <laughs> on the course. I mean, you'd, have to, dig, you'd have to dig him up. Yeah. I, don't, I, think well, I mean... Would... None of these are going to work. We've just mentioned Danny McBride being in Dumb and Dumb. So <laughs> There's I a think... difference between someone who's alive and someone who's dead. All right. <laughs> Get Jet Li in there. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, I think that fight, that, that fight is, is more, obviously, it's, I, I think that's probably more of an American thing because I, I, is Bob Barker that much of a superstar? I think he, he, he must have been reasonably for them to warn him in there. He's but, there, Bruce Forsyth, isn't he? Let's have a UK yeah. release and get Vernon Kay in there. <laughs> you reckon he can throw hands? <laughs> I reckon he could. He could probably work in that kind of character, then. That would be very odd over here. Vernon yeah, Kay we'll in the film. Chris Tarrant in there. <laughs> yeah, nice. Maybe bring Michael Barrymore back. Um, I'll get Jeremy Kyle in there. Jeremy Carl's back in the sand. <laughs> yeah, I reckon he, he's got he's got the roughness to him as well. That Bob Barker's people would love to see that. Only if we change the outcome and it's it's Jeremy Carl getting kicked in the face. <laughs> Take it for a phase of loving the Jeremy Carl show, and then they took it off TV. Damn shame. Disgusted. Any other suggestions before we continue? No, I'm out. No, sir. If the cast swapped, which works best? I think Sandler can do Dumb and Dumber better than Jim Carrey can do Happy Gilmore. Because he's played like a kind of dumb character before, hasn't he? So he's going to be Waterboy in Dumb and Dumber. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I probably agree with you on that. See, I agree with that. I do agree with that. But I think as a as a two, so if you have to move someone else over with Sandler to be Lloyd and Harriet, I don't, don't think it works. I don't think there's anyone in the film that you've taken it works phenomenally. Ben Stiller. Yeah, may, maybe. The uh, Waterboy and Zoolander team up. The guy, <laughs> the guy who distracts him, the guy who tries to put him off, I can see him being, um, he could possibly be Harry. Okay, I think moving Kerry and Jeff Daniels across to play Happy Happy and Shooter um, and have Jeff, Jeff Daniels in the shooter role I think probably it's like two sixes being better than than a seven and a three sort of thing depends um, <laughs> who you ask <laughs> <laughs> if you add Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson do the movies improve Yeah. So I would have been happy, I think they do. Yeah, I would have liked Vince Vaughn where TK said about replacing him with maybe Danny McBride. 
I would have liked Vince Vaughn to come, he'd come in and play mentor for me. <laughs> and then I'd just, just out, out of sorts, maybe throw Owen Wilson in a sea bass. Um, <laughs> just, just to see what he brings to the role. <laughs> or Owen Wilson as, uh, as Nicky, the guy who orchestrates the kidnapping. So I was about to say Owen Wilson is Jeff Daniels, but I think that's just because they're both blonde. I think that's all there is to it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that's why I put Owen Wilson in as, as Nicky, just because then that way they those two have got. I mean, I think it's done over it's done over the phone, but at least you've got a scene with them communicating, which is really the, the dream in these films. And do we have any entrance to the Rex Ryan or Leslie Mann Hall of Fame? I think both. Mary and Virginia could get into the Leslie Mann Hall of Fame. I'd want to put them both in. Oh, so we'll see. Mary, I'll accept. So, I'll Mary, think... Mary, I'd accept more than Julie Bowen. Yeah, she, she's too highbrow for the if Leslie Mann too... Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Are you thinking about what she becomes in this film? I don't, I don't know. No, I'm saying too... what she is in the film. You reckon? Oh, I don't think goodness. you have to ask yourself twice when you're watching the film. I don't think you'd have to do that with Mary either. I was going to say, that's the, you're not asking yourself twice many times. I don't know, I asked myself more of a question there. No, you should do that. That's absolute nonsense. <laughs> Short hair is not doing it for me. Blimey. A man of exacting standards. And then on the Rex Wine one, you've got it's a debate whether we have Bob Barker and Ben Stiller. It's got to be Bob Barker for me. Because I think Bob has to. Yeah, Bob. I'm happy for, for Mr. Barker to be entered into the order fine. Because I think it's better when they're not like an actual... It's sort of a bit obscure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like they shouldn't be in this, but they are. Yeah, so yeah. Bob can go in there. That's one from each film, getting an entrant there as well. That just about does us, I think. Not as short as I thought it was going to be. I thought we were going to be done within the hour, the way things were looking at the start. <laughs> and yeah. then we've spoken about Subways, Sean's preferences, and <laughs> Owen Wilson. And All we the a, key stuff. We had a close competitive matchup too, so there you go. So next week, then, the matchup we have is the 40-year-old virgin against Anchorman. Oh, that's a big clash of the heavyweight size. Corral against Corral. Corral Derby. And I've only seen 40 year old Virgin once, so I'm looking forward once. to seeing it again. I yeah, and it was thing. years ago. I think you'll be in for a treat, mate. I can literally remember him being waxed, and that's <laughs> about. And I might have only seen it once as well. Can't remember too much about it. Paul Rudd has Paul Rudd has a dynamite cameo in both the, or dynamite side character role in both films. Yeah, it's a shame that Knocked Up has to be the last film we get to. Oh, it'd be an even bigger shame for you when it gets knocked out. Underestimate <laughs> <laughs> uh, my charm. <laughs> <laughs> so a week after this, then we do get Harold and Kumar to discuss. The, so I've got that to look forward to. But anyway. Thank you again for listening to another edition of Movie Madness. Hopefully you enjoyed today's episode, the Jonathan Daniel Brown interview that we had 
drop on Wednesday. We'll be putting some clips on YouTube across the weekend. So if that's more your bag or if you want to revisit a particular clip, then that'll be broken down. Or if you just want to see his smiling face and maybe you want to see our smiling faces too, then you can tune in for that also. But till then, we'll be back next Wednesday with an interview with Big Tony Orlando and then back next Friday with 40-Year-Old Virgin against Anchorman. Thanks for listening. We'll be back. Good night.